are Stephen and Jill. Together, we've been buying and reselling land since the 90s. Our data-centric approach leaves our buyers asking, how can you sell it so cheap? Here on the Land Academy Show, we answer that and more. Stephen Jill here. Hi. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about the role of your telephone in the land business. Well, really, Jill's going to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. That's how it's going to go. <laughs> Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the landinvestors.com online community. It's free. And don't forget to subscribe on the Land Academy YouTube channel. Comment on the shows you like. Jessica wrote, do you have a business line of credit? If so, where and are you pleased with the service? This is interesting. Was this was this in Discord? Yeah, this is a, it was oh. a very uh, popular topic, uh, heavily responded to by uh, other members. Does anyone? Yeah. Really? Yeah, a lot of people. Ah. Oh. And different types of line of credit. So there's lines of credit. There, you know, there's uh, mortgage, uh, house, regular mortgage, uh, second mortgages, and all kinds of stuff. And everybody had a lot of positive stuff to say, which is why uh, I, don't I brought, have a... which I brought it up here. We don't. This is why, why I brought this up because Jill and I don't believe in debt. Yeah. Whenever we need to get something done, which is every single day, we use equity. Mm -hmm. And so, do I have a business line of credit? No. Could I? Could we go get a multi-million dollar line of credit against uh, anything? Probably just our credit scores. Right. Uh, it'd be tertiary debt, just like unsecured debt, like a credit card. Mm -hmm. We choose not to do that for a lot of reasons, mostly because both of us collectively and individually have been uh, burned doing extending too much uh, credit, whether it's asset based or not, and having things go south and then having to mop that up. And this is in the way distant past for both of us. Let me know when I can share. So what I think you need to do is cheap as hell right now. You can get you know a line of credit for just one or two percent. Uh, so. If you're crazy confident in your how what's going to happen in your career, <laughs> that might be a good idea. It's a personal preference, but I vote no. Here's my personal preference. We never have done this. So back in the day when we were when we were you know you know getting this going again, like we had I had acquisition funds, right? I had like a balance of our money that was set aside to buy land. And then when I was out of the acquisition funds, guess what I had to do? Hurry up and sell something so I could have the money to reinvest in something else. It just kept going and it would build up. It was great. So that's that's my first choice. You know, like you just said, I, I'm on, I'm just not a fan of this at all. Me too. If you have 10 grand, then you buy stuff up to 10 grand and you need to hurry up and sell it. If you do it right, next, you know, in 30 days you have you have 20 grand. And in 30 more days, you have 40 grand. You hurry up and move this money through. Now, if you need something more than that, or or um, you don't even have 10 grand, then I would use a partner. Bring in a partner where you're doing the deal together. You're not borrowing the money. It's like you're partnering on the deal. And if it all goes sideways, that person gets the deal. You don't owe them anything. You're just like, well, shoot, I don't, get, equity. I don't get part of this. It's, yeah, it's also they, way more expensive. Yeah. So if you get five people in it, well, I'm sorry, are you done? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh, you're on fire today. <laughs> so with the partner, but yeah, to, to go, you are giving up equity. That's the whole thing. And then when the deal closes, you get half, you work it all out or whatever percentage you guys work out. It doesn't matter. 
So that's, that's just, I feel you sleep so well at night knowing that if it all, like if it all goes sideways or you did, you, you did, you bought something wrong, you paid too much money. I don't know when it, it goes back to the person who owns it. No one gets penalized. You learn from it and you move on versus I borrowed it from a bank. They're going to be bugging me. It takes a while to sell. Now they're still bugging me. I'm having to come up with more money to pay this while this stuff sells. It just never, I just don't like it. When I ask myself how I'm going to finance something, I don't care if it's a car or an office building or, you know, 600 acres in a, of agricultural property that's going to be a subdivision. The first thing I ask myself is, let's run the worst case scenario here and how mm-hmm. you're going to get out of it. Right. And so if you're really happy with how, with how you're going to get out of it, and I'll tell you, getting out of a line of credit is a mess. Yeah. It probably it usually involves bankruptcy. And so the days of setting up an LLC, getting a huge line of credit, and having a no, no personal recourse are gone, with, except with certain very specific asset types. Strangely enough, mobile home parks are one of those asset types. So if you're not familiar with these terms and you're listening to this, I really would uh, go back and replay this and research what these terms are before you start signing lines of credit and doing all that stuff. You put five people in a room, which we've done at live events, and ask them about this topic. How do you get a deal done? How do you finance it if you don't have all the money? Because you should never not do a deal. That's true. Never, ever, ever Pass not do a deal because you don't have the money. Right. You have like nine or 10 options. A lot of credit's one of them. That's not anything we would ever choose. We created Land Academy for this reason, to, to create business partners. Some of them are financial, financial money partners. Some of them are operations people like us. But and sometimes we reverse the roles, so we didn't have to go and do this. Mm-hmm. So you. I, you know, I can't say enough bad stuff about debt. Thanks. Today's topic: the role of your telephone in your land business. This is why you're listening. So I have three points to make about your phone. I think most of you know by now. <laughs> you, you're going to have to talk to people on the phone. It's you tried it first. Would you would you please share your experience of how that went and and not having a phone number? Yeah. So very quickly, I started in my career buying and selling on other people's behalf long term care healthcare facilities, nursing homes, and assisted living buildings back in the day before there was email. And it was one of the most complicated real estate deals there ever was. You got all kinds of federal approval and state approval, and it takes a year. It took a year back then to get a deal done, and a lot of them fell through because it's just too too much time. So in the back of my head, I said, I got to figure out how to do a really simple, fast real estate deal. And so what I did was remove all the people, remove all other real estate agents, remove. uh, So now that you're sitting philosophically or theoretically sitting across the table from an owner, you're the buyer, there's a seller, you sign some stuff, everybody exchanged some money and the deal's over. It's recorded at the county and it's over. And so we did, I traveled down that path and ultimately landed in land as that vehicle. And so it's the simplest transaction you can do. So from there- Tried to simplify it even more. I tried, so from there I developed this online auction scenario where we would buy property from somebody, We we would have a single conversation with the seller turn it over to an escrow agent. The escrow agent would close the deal. Uh, the money would exchange hands and then we would own the property posted online on several different auction venues at the time. It would be auctioned off and the deal would close 
people would pay online, just like they were buying an ashtray. And there was no talking. There was no phone. We never number. had a so phone these, number. So these buyers could never ask any questions. What you see is it. If you're not in, you know, that was it. Did you even have me? Did you email them back and forth? There was email. Not, okay, there was email back then, mm -hmm. but there's no phone number. There was contact. Right. And uh, that, that was the deal. And, and it worked fantastically well for a decade. Like millions and millions of dollars we made. And, and Do you so, think you could have made more though? Oh my gosh. That's my point. Who would time well, let me back up. You're painting a beautiful picture, which I understand. It's no, not possible to do this anymore. Okay. Well, I even think that I would argue that you could have done better even. I think we would have made 10 times more. Thank you. If we have Joe's involved, uh, instead, of the, instead of the partners that I had in, in, at that time, and where she was engaging these sellers the way she does now, right. and engaging the buyers. Right. So here's... Thank you for that, that story. I, my, I wanted you to share, really the, the point was, it would have been better if we had a phone number. You, there's just so many things you're missing by not talking to people. Let me just give you a couple of examples here. Like, I have three points. One is, every time the phone rings, that's an opportunity. It could be a seller, it could be a buyer. You never know who's on the other end of the phone. Uh, it could be the neighbor, who saw your sign in the ground, who wants to buy it. I mean, dream it up. It could be, you know, you send something to record and the, and, I mean, we put our phone number on everything now. Even when we send in deeds to recording, I want to know if there's a mistake and because they'll call you back and, and give you a nice opportunity to fix it and not have to go through the whole process. I'm going to mail it back to you with the form letter. You got to redo everything, mail it all in when all I need is an extra check for 25 cents, something silly like that. So, it's just so, so, so much you can capture on the phone. Number two, it is the very best way you can forge a relationship with a broker, with a seller, with a buyer. Having that phone time, and I don't mean a half hour phone time, you can do it in five minutes or less, have a nice relationship. I have a beautiful example of, I sent out some neighbor letters um, for a property because we are trying to get, we have legal, it's physical access, um, but potential buyers are saying they really want legal access. I'm not going to go do it, but you know what? I'll, I'll make sure that it's possible. I can send out a couple neighbor letters and talk to the neighbors and get them all on board. And then I can say, here's the deal. Bob and Mark, I've all agreed. It's going to be fine if you, if you want it. You know, make, and here's their numbers and we've all talked. That's all it is, right? But also in the conversation, when I sent out neighbor letters, I, I also put in there, hey, by the way, if you want to buy it, let me know. Well, sure enough, first, first I got, there's three neighbors. First one emailed me back right away and said, sure, no problem. Second one called me. And so I called them back I, and I, I was doing something or I would have answered the phone. But anyway, I promptly called them back, as you should. And we had a quick conversation. It was so funny. In the conversation, he went from being, I'm not going to give you access. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't want anybody doing this. And I said, look. So I had a nice conversation. I said, look, I'm not here to make your life difficult. It's going to happen anyway. You know, you mentioned you did you earlier mentioned that you maybe would be interested in the property. What's what do you, you know, let's talk about that. And so we're both, I'm going to get access and or maybe sell it to him. At this point, we're, you know, we both have stuff to, you know, we both, I said, I'll think about this. You think, I'll think about this price. You think about this proposal I just gave you. We're going to talk in two days. He's like, great. 
And I couldn't have done that if I didn't talk to him on the phone. This makes me more attracted to you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I really said, Josh. She just makes it happen. I said, Josh, so I'm not. gets on the phone and I'm makes stuff trying. happen. I, and I said, Josh, look, you and I both know, you know, in this state, as in most states, you can't withhold access. So it's going to kind of happen anyway. And the road's there. So, and I even said, look. Here, I'd rather just give you a thousand bucks because it's going to cost like two thousand to get it done legally. And I said, I'd rather just give you a thousand bucks and you say okay, and then I have to go that step. He's like, yeah, that kind of makes sense because I'm going to spend two thousand, you get nothing, and I'm still going to get the access. He's like, yeah, you're right. And then he's in the loop too. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, yeah. put it a, put it four more feet over here, please. Yeah. That kind of stuff. Exactly. No big deal. So, and then my my third point is being on the phone and why I carry it around is. It's the, it's the quickest solution to make sure you're on the same page. I am 100%, 100% sure every one of us has had situations where there's email confusion. You're like, that's not what I meant, or what do they mean? You know, there's just some confusion in the wording because you can't hear it in an email. Things can be confused and taken out of context. So instead of firing back that email, say, accusing somebody of something or whatever it is, pick up the darn phone and get on the same page. And it's usually better than you think it is. Absolutely. I agree with that. I was just going to mm-hmm. say that. You know, the thing is, if they like you and Jill's an expert at this, then they're going to, eventually they're going to, they're going to work with you. You know what? It might not happen immediately, but th- it, go ahead. I like your comment because let's take it the other way, especially if they don't like me. If they like this guy... You know what? This guy didn't like me. You know why? He knows the guy that I bought the property from. He knows what I spent. Apparently they talked. Not kidding. He knows what I spent. So he came in hot, not liking me. But you know, at the end of the conversation, he did like me. Of course. And now we're going to work this out. So I like it too. If someone doesn't like you and you're, you're getting that vibe, that's all the more reason to get on the phone with them and calm everything down and say, you know, and like I said, I'm not trying to make your life difficult. I'm not trying to be hard. I'm just trying to, this is my business. How can we, let's get this together. You know, I don't, I don't want the wrong, I'm not going to sell to some jerk too. And then what's interesting about this story is I had a seller, we were going through escrow and the seller, and I told this guy, I totally was truthful. I said, and you may have met this guy traversing back and forth on the property. I said, this guy was a jerk. <laughs> he wanted to change the purchase price at the last minute and I wouldn't have it. That's not how I roll. I, what I promise, I follow through on. I said, and that guy, I said, so that guy, I won't sell to him. Cause, and I won't, I won't, I won't, I'll make sure you don't get a neighbor like that. So by sharing that too, the guy loves me. He's like, well, thank sure. you. You know, so I'd rather sell to you, you know, it's mm-hmm. your, you, you know, let's just expand your property, have 10 more acres kind of thing. So anyway, just, those are just three examples and points I want to make about the role of the telephone in your land business. It's very important. Please have your phone number out there. You'll know, sure, you're like, oh gosh, but I get calls all, all day from all kinds of tire kickers. Yeah, you do. So what? Get used to get used to getting them off the phone and, and identifying that they're tire kickers and sending them on their way because for every four tire kicker to kickers, you probably get one really good, solid buyer. And I don't want you to miss those phone calls. Being on the phone is unavoidable in this business. I'm just being, this is true time. Yeah. I successfully avoided it, uh, but it came to a screeching halt in large part because I refused to have an open mind about it. And Jill and I cranked it up 
again, times 10. So if you're like me and you just can't stand the phone part of this, you're going to have to find somebody. So we're either you have to suck it up and do it for a while until you're successful enough to find somebody that'll do it for you or it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. How often do I come to you and say, I know why this person's selling to us. I know why this person's buying from us yep. because we answer the phone. It's a, sometimes that's going to make or break your business. Yep. How many times do you call the bank and you're frustrated, right? Cause you can't get someone. It's good. It's there's, there's a lot of shift in a not good way to, for the planet to automate this stuff and even other land sellers. So you know yep. what you guys, you're missing the boat if you're not, you gotta don't get have you, somebody in place. If it's to, not you, get somebody in place. You have to realign your thought process on this because what, what Angel said to it earlier, said it earlier, you need to look at when the phone rings an opportunity, mm-hmm. not a, a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. And especially this day and age with cell phones and, and all the spam calls you, you get and just the terrible stuff that goes on just throughout a regular day. Yeah, Half so the calls that you get just in a regular day are, are spam calls trying to sell you something. Yeah. And so you got to get over it. It's you have okay. to answer the phone because two or three of those calls, if you send the right mailer out, are going to be massive profit opportunities for you. Right. Happy to join us today, five days a week. You can find us on the Land or House Academy show. Tomorrow, the episode on the House Academy show is called Due Diligence for Off Grid <laughs> SFRs. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, got, you got it. it. Whoa, tomorrow's show 1700. Yeah. Holy moly. I got to pause on that for just a 1700 second. 1,700 episodes. And that's not, we didn't start, I mean, we started at episode zero, by the way, and then episode one, <laughs> two, three. So yes, we have been sitting next to each other doing these for 1,700. Wow. And we keep, you know, you'd think it'd be it's get awesome. better at it as we go, but yeah, I don't no, think that's what happened. No, no changes. <laughs> <laughs> you are not alone in your real estate ambition. That's funny. Remember, if you if you have not gone back, listener, and found those earlier episodes, it's comical. Like where I'm sitting at my desk in this little office. Remember that? And my my it's a different computer in front of me too. Like it was that's uh, been through a lot of changes going on seven years ago. <laughs> where you just we're just kind of you're asking me about my deals, and we're just kind of gabbing. Some mm-hmm. of those shows are like forty five minutes long. <laughs> It was so darn funny. And I was now, ne- oh, this is the best part. We, I was never supposed to be his co-host. I was the fill-in person. And then I became the co-host. Because I, <laughs> I was the only one that would show up consistently. We'd book people for the show and they wouldn't show up. And so here's Jill again. Yep. Then when I actually did book somebody, everybody would pipe in and say, why aren't you doing this with Jill? <laughs> is, you, is it over? <laughs> God, that was so. We finally so worked it out. We did. That was good. (laughs) Need to send out a few thousand offers to property owners like us? Check out offers and the number two owners.com. So that's offers to owners.com. No setup fees, free mail merge, exceptional service, and now including just released for everyone, concierge data and pricing. It's awesome. Give offers to owners a call today. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're a Land Academy, Land Academy member, make sure you are communicating with us on Discord. We, we are Stephen Jill. Information and inspiration to buy undervalued property. <laughs> <laughs>